Welcome to the Dog Pound Daily Podcast. I'm Stephen Kabitza. I am once again joined by Andrew Seipt, who is extremely bored this time of year with the Browns. Andrew, why are you bored, and why is that a good thing? Uh, I mean, it's a good thing for the team, but for us contributors, we don't really have much to write about. But um, it's just been nice, actually, not having crazy stories and come down from Berea or what's going on at headquarters. I know uh, whether it's pilot flying J or talking about what <laughs> the bickering between Ray Farmer and Mike Petton, I think it's just nice to not to finally have just some quietness in Berea this time of year. Yeah. This time of year, kind of the only thing to write about is uh, extreme hot takes, flaming hot <laughs> takes about Josh Gordon, the quarterback position, uh, Hugh Jackson. Josh, Josh Gordon comes right. You get the annual Josh Gordon conversation. So maybe oh, this year. Find... I am on the Gordon on no. the outside, Britt on the outside, Coleman in the slot train. If I mean, yeah, didn't we say that last year too about him and Terrell Pryor and oh, Corey Coleman yeah. too? I mean, it's just the same story every year, and I just can't keep putting stock he's into. Out, he's working out though. I mean, he looks fine. Is the argument here? Oh, I mean, he's the he's in the Instagram Hall of Fame, no doubt. <laughs> he's the, one of the coolest guys ever on Instagram and on Twitter. But unfortunately, that does not translate to the field. But I want to talk about why. Uh, being bored and kind of the process the Browns are doing right now with the private workouts over really putting emphasis in the pro days. I know I'm fully on board with focusing on private workouts because pro days are sometimes ridiculous as seen a few years ago with Johnny Manziel at his pro day. Um, They're scripted. They have easy passes for the quarterbacks. They're throwing to their own guys. Um, Are you fine with the team kind of just ignoring pro days and focusing on on these private workouts no i i kind of like i mean i get why he's doing it but for a team that has been so terrible i mean it and all all the jury's still out on all the rookies that they drafted this past year so i I mean especially for the quarterback position to i i get why you want to have a private workout you get to to put get them in your own building learning your own stuff but they should be taking every opportunity they can to be around these guys and if not even watching the workout just talk to the people around them you know find out try maybe more about his character or what 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 really makes that makes him a good football player versus yeah they are scripted throws but i, I think they should be taking every opportunity they can to be to get more knowledge about these guys well, they, are, they are sending scouts to these events it's not like they're yeah. openly ignoring i mean and that's a scout's only job is to scout yeah. players oh no so it's i, I not get like it Hugh jackson's like don't go yeah i mean it just i would think the quarterback days like you know just just show what what else are you doing you know well, what are you doing at, workouts for a bunch of, they had the one with garrett recently and yeah that's true and I, they don't really come out until after the fact so they could yeah. be the private workouts could be scheduled on a pro day but i don't know i just think if I if you're a coach that that wants to get this quarterback decision right, you should be taking every opportunity you can to to see. That's fair. I disagree, and that is one of our. And we'll first leave it. And we'll just leave here. it. In, we'll just leave it at that. That's <laughs> we'll it. That's that. the, the right, most Canadian argument ever. <laughs> now I I don't know I I guess I have always been against the anger of missing out on pro days, and I know it's hard for fans to trust anyone who works for the Browns. Well, do you remember the last person that didn't put emphasis on pro days? It was Ray Farmer. So if, Ray Farmer if we're also just... <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even hold workouts or scout his picks. He was just like, you know who's fast? Justin Gilbert. <laughs> oh, well, we have a, the number seven pick. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think a lot of fans just get caught. And myself, too. That's why I want him to go to pro days. I mean, it can't hurt. It can't yeah, possibly hurt for you to go to I guess the problem day. is they're like, do we want to fly down south when we could hold two or three workouts today? 
instead of or just sit in the stands and watch uh, Mitch Trubisky throw like thirty passes and yeah, run I mean the fast. pro days, yeah, the pro days are, are nice, but obviously the private workouts are far more important. Um, and it's shown, it's evident with the fact that they've brought in, I think, all four quarterbacks now after today. Trubisky will be the last one out of the top four. So, um, you know, I, speaking of quarterbacks, I think it's a little interesting this year that there hasn't been really that um, that same sort of hype that that some quarterback gets this time of year. Last year it was Carson Wentz after Jared Goff was be like the number one quarterback overall. Carson Wentz really shot up the boards at this time last year. What's what's kind of different about this year that that we haven't really seen that happen. I I don't know if it's an oversaturation of talent because last year you look at those two guys, Goff and Wentz, and it was kind of they were the only two. But this year when you have four or five guys who could legitimately go top 50, I think that helps. And it's, it's weird because realistically, based on the outcomes of the season, you think Deshaun Watson would be a big prospect. I know you can't always – put stock in what someone does in college, once again with Manziel. But I think it's just the only reason – because I see a few players, I'm like, oh, I'd love them to get Trubisky yeah. um, or even Mahomes. But I guess sometimes I, when there's so many, no team is going to come out and say, like, oh, we're in love with this guy or this guy because there's just so many options. And I wouldn't say that there's so many. It's just so many at the same – Yeah, I'd say the same level. You know, There's no guy that – I mean, every team – has their own idea of what they want in a quarterback, what they want to do in their own system. So everyone's opinion is different. But you've got four guys that are really at the same level um, mentally and physically in the NFL. You can't – they're not going to come in and play right away. So yeah, I Each think, has like one standout flaw that you could pick out with them. Yep, very and much like so. And like their strengths are equal, but there's, always, there's that one flaw that I think really keeps a guy like Trubisky with his um, like only 13 starts, Watson, size, ability to – you know, run a pro offense and just Mahomes, maybe lack of experience and just being a raw talent. Yeah, his mechanics are real bad, but yeah. he can throw the ball really far. I did far. see a video from a tweet earlier. He did throw a football at 80 yards, which. That's insane. You know who did that? Jamarcus Russell. So. Yeah, that's. <laughs> from his draft him. But that's yeah, crazy. it's just everyone's got a flaw, but pretty much every player does. It's just, I don't know if it's. Browns fans who are scared to get invested in a quarterback, kind of like uh, a person who's been dumped 30 times or yeah. 26 or 7 or whatever how many times it is with the quarterbacks. And, I mean, if That's, they – to be realistic, though, if the Browns draft a quarterback, people are going to go run out and buy his jersey. Oh, I will. If it's a first-round second-round pick, they're not going to go out and buy a <laughs> Davis Webb jersey if they take him in the third round. All right, Davis Webb's getting a lot of hype. Uh, I kind of like it. He's a big guy. He's six, I mean, 6'5", I think 230. He played – I watched him play in that senior bowl. He had a nice touch, that long touchdown down the sideline. And he played I mean, with Hugh. Exactly. And it, with O.J. Howard, Hugh. too. And I wouldn't be surprised if they take a couple senior bowl players this year. I mean, the, uh, the Cowboys did it last year with uh, Dak Prescott. And I don't know who else – oh, Zeke wasn't in the senior bowl, was he? he was no, a he came out early. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a nice thing. I, I'm glad the Browns actually got the chance to do that this year because last year, like, what was it? Uh, he had the number two pick, but why didn't they coach the Senior Bowl? Because I thought it was the worst two teams in the NFL that got to do it. Um, I don't I'm know. It's sure. just interesting. Was it cause it was a, I think it was because it was a new staff. Oh, maybe. You yeah. can't hire. Like, they just got there. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's and, weird. 
he, I don't think he had a full staff. He just shows up like, all right, first game, <laughs> let's go. I'm ready. Senior bowl. Uh, we got we got Miles' dad running offense. And <laughs> their parents run, being the assistant coaches. Um, oh, that's a little bit of a Another tangent. Another senior bowl, since you brought it up, player I like. I, I believe he was on, wasn't with... Hugh, but um, I wrote about him recently, is Toledo and Willoughby, Ohio's Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. I think he's a player from the Senior Bowl. I mean, it's not just why they should take him, but he was in that game. Hugh Jackson had a chance to at least see him play. He's a guy they could take third or fourth round or even fifth if he falls. And I think that's a guy who the Browns or Browns fans may be overlooking. But as opposed to taking a quarterback early, you had add him in there. With the way the running game did last year and improved offensive line and maybe some quarterback play this year that isn't one of the worst in history of football, he's a guy who could really help the offense, and he's a guy who's being kind of not even looked at. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things. Uh, I mean, from third round to sixth round is really where I've I've heard his ranking to be. Um, I mean, yeah, it would be good. I think the running back class this year in general is just really good. Um, there's another guy, uh, Kareem Hunt. I mean, we watched him all play on Fridays. It matter and he was his numbers were insane so and at toledo he's probably going to be the highest drafted player from toledo ever i think after this year based Most on where he's drafted and just to set the scene me and you went to Menor high school he went to uh, will be south, south. yeah so we were yep. in mentor <laughs> watching him and we were also spoiled we got to see mitch trubisky as our home quarterback so which is the browns should just draft all those guys oh all, they, everyone from northeast Ohio. trubisky hunt you just bring every local guy in. Yep. Jerry and Conley and Marshawn Lattimore. Deshaun Kaiser is a Toledo guy, too, so. Perfect. Bring, him bring them too. on board. <laughs> bring them all on. Draft all four of them. North of Columbus. One of them's got to be good. Draft four of them. All of them. So every every pick. You, I could go on about all the local guys for days. I'm a homer. <laughs> ask you about drafting a running back. I, and I know uh, site co-expert Tom Moore is really against drafting a running back in the first round. I think he has scars from Trent Richardson. Are you fine with the team taking Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook at number 12? Yes, I am. Uh, you can't you can't set a quarterback up better for success if you've got a guy in the backfield that is just a beast, that the defense has to game plan around. It just makes his life so much easier, so why would you not want that? I'm not, I'm not saying Isaiah Crowell is not that guy, but... I mean, we all know that he's not Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell either. So and the thing with that is, you could say, "Oh, well, our running backs are okay enough," but if you have the chance to draft a guy like Fournette, well, it's you, it only it's only, only good helps. if you have an okay running back. If you don't have like you don't have an okay running back and an okay quarterback, you know, it's like teams like the Packers have an okay running back. Teams like the Patriots have an okay running back because they just he does exactly what his job is, which is pick up short yardage situations and don't fumble the ball. So, I mean, if you, if you have the chance to bring in, like if, if Leonard Fournette or, or Dalvin cook or even Joe Mixon, I mean, that's a, we'll get into that next situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you can bring in one of those guys that ends up being a, a 1300 yard season, like 10 touchdown kind of guy, why would you not want to do that? I mean, if he ends up being the top two player, we look back in three years, then yes. I mean, it, it's just one of those kind of, running back is is definitely overlooked but not undervalued yeah since you brought up mixing we just touch on that quickly you don't want to go down a crazy rabbit hole i think that i don't don't think the browns would even give him a look 
I do think that this organization, especially with the influence of, you know, Jimmy and Dee Haslam kind of, you know, making it a wholesome organization, they, I don't think they'd take them. There's nothing wrong, at least in my view, with giving someone a second chance. What he did was just horrific, but I, I think that if a team gives him one and he proves to be, you know, turned around as an individual, that's fine, but I don't, I don't see the Browns taking him and I don't think that they should even give you don't him think a so look. they've they've kind of come out and said already that they like they believe in pe- giving people second chances and and not they're not taking him off his them off his board because i mean he's a good player and i but if you have the like, chance to draft him and they that i mean i mean even it, a guy like again, Kareem hunt you could take him instead there's no issues. exactly if you're the browns i mean it's like it's basically the, a pr nightmare but you know if i guess if the situation calls for it i hope it doesn't happen because I just don't want to. I can't. Want that on your team. I, I can't. I can't root for the guy. Yeah, it's yeah. Like and he's going to score like, touchdowns. Bigger than like things are bigger than football, as you see with even a guy like I mean Greg Hardy is not going to find a job. Oh, he hasn't. Yeah, there was a team that voted no. Like his. Yeah, it was did like you indoor, see that indoor yeah. league team? And they asked him, "Should we sign this former Pro Bowler?" Everyone's like, "You know, it's Greg Hardy, right?" Yeah, he beat his girlfriend allegedly, right? Yeah, he <laughs> Deadspin had a good feature on it. He. And that came out, and the Cowboys signed him. And the the Cowboys can get away with it because they're no, the Cowboys, they sh- I mean, and they have a billion fans. But it was still, it's messed up. And just signing a guy like who has that past, and same with Ray Rice, he was also declining in talent. But he's not probably not going to find a job. Um, it's just an unnecessary. And as Joe Thomas brought up, you don't want to deal with distractions. Yeah, and again, if I, I agree with Joe Thomas too that that distractions and camaraderie are both things that are just made up. You know, they're not real. Yeah. Like the, the Patriots don't let things like that distract them. The pack, like those aren't distractions to good teams. You know, because they yeah. know, like they know how to win, and that you they know think, that, Imagine if they had Mixon, and he comes in the locker room, he's gonna have no respect. Look at I remember with. Um, Steve Smith, who's a big advocate against um, domestic violence, was saying, like, oh, if, I think it was with Josh Brown. Like, if that guy was in my locker room, <laughs> like, it wouldn't, wouldn't stand for it. It's just it's a bad fit, and it'd be a tough sell not only to the fans but to the players. Like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, who we brought in. No one, he's got to be like, uh, get him out of here. And he's going to be he's targeted got a lot of, from defenses. Yeah, he's got a lot of PR work ahead of him no matter where he goes. The worst part – is that not only if the Browns bring him in, do they have to put a PR spin on it? But he's like Joe Mixon himself has got to prove to people that he's changed. You know, you can you can say it a million times, and there's nothing. There's still that there's video. No, there, yeah, there's nothing you can do to like get rid of that. Like you can say you're changed all you want, but like what's to say that he doesn't do this sometime down the road? You know, and even I, that it's just it's you, just a it's a it's a spiral because it's, it's always going to be there. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, if it's always going to be like kind of an excuse or like I don't know, some it's always going to be that kind of hovering around, kind of like when Johnny Manziel went to rehab, just something that that black cloud that's hovering over the team that I just I I would love to have his talent, but I just don't think this it's team just needs not worth that. It. Yeah, and it's, it's similar to football. Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah people want to. I mean, you bring up Josh Gordon too, but I mean, smoking pot is a little a little bit less. Uh, malicious than striking a girl in the face and putting i think like what four screws in her jaw or something like that something horrible and yeah so if it's between those two guys i think it's a clear winner which one i'd rather have on my team 
we can <laughs> go on about our that for days, but I want to shift it back to he's really the only Mixon is like the only guy that the Browns would take that has a distraction, which is a good thing this year. You're looking at, I mean, number one pick, Miles Garrett comes in. He's kind of a weird dude, but it's like a good weird, like kind of. It's he's a, kind like of a, a goofy guy. Yeah, he's like an us guy. He's obviously <laughs> yeah, he way. Us. I know he's, he's way six, bigger, four six five and ripped. Yeah, but like two seventy. We look the same. Well, no, he he likes Journey. Like I like Journey. He's just a normal dude who's. Yeah, he likes athletic. paleontology. He looks like he was designed. He likes paleontology. I also like paleontology. <laughs> That's a thing I I'm mean, interested in. What's to say, aside from size, that I couldn't also be Miles Garrett? He wants to make millions of dollars playing football. <laughs> Both of us would also like that in a third-string yeah. quarterback role. We have a lot of common interests, I think. But it's it's we're lucky we could be be- that we could the be number best one friends. prospect is just a good guy. Not only is he amazing at football, but he's just he's someone that's going to come in and. I mean, there's going to be the crazy Browns fans who, like, watch that video of him saying, asking the Cowboys to draft him, even though, like, they can't read the context around it. For people who use that as an excuse, just tell them to watch him run his 40 time this past. Not <laughs> even was that, yesterday. It was just a TV <laughs> producer, like, all right, we want to have a funny thing. He's like, he's like, wait, 21 or 22, like, okay, please draft me, Jerry Jones, haha. And then you have a Browns fan get this. Someone, they get a, a email with 90 forwards on it, like, can you believe this? And it's just a video. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care if the guy said, you know what city I hate? (laughs) Cleveland. I'd be like, well, guess what? Miles Garrett, you're You're coming to play play here. That's a, I, one of my buddies called me and he, he had like a weird rumor about like that. There was a player that didn't want to play in Cleveland. And I was like, I mean, if you're a top 10 pick, you know, where are you? Like, like, are you just not going to play in the NFL? You know, they just, like, I mean, you can't pass up number one pick money. You're not, you're not a transcendent player to where you can. I mean, even Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. I think that was a bunch of BS. Like, you don't, you're not good. You haven't yeah, proven who anything. Up the chance to play in San Diego. Yeah, I would. Oh, Eli man. Manning. I don't know if he has my skin, where you can't go out in the sun, or what his deal was. But the, yeah, that was bizarre. Speaking of the Giants, do you think? There, so there's a couple teams. I had this thought today. I think there's a couple teams that might be in the market that already have kind of that aging veteran quarterback that Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Carson Roethlisberger, Palmer. Carson Palmer, just just though even Sam Bradford maybe. Oh, they how, I got Teddy. Yeah, if he ever comes back, man, it's gonna be rough. Aside, um, I mean, you got those kind of teams in the back end of the first Kansas City Chiefs. Like teams like that that have that have the luxury of taking one of these quarterbacks that would slip because they're not ready to play right away and being able to groom them and have almost like that seamless transition like the Patriots tend to have. I, I mean, do you think do you think there's a couple teams that that would take a quarterback if the Browns don't take one at twelve? You know, I do think based on off the teams you listed that there are they may not take a guy. I don't think anyone's going to take him in the first round. Not him, but any. I don't think the Steelers, Cardinals, um, who else? Giants. They just got Geno Smith, or Chargers. The LA Chargers. Chargers, now. Chiefs. I mean, I, I just think if you're the, it, I think they look what the Chiefs did last year. They took uh, Kevin Hogan in the fifth. I think teams like that will continue to do that. Say, let's take this kind of guy who had success in college, kind of a fringe guy, see if he works out. If not, let him go and do it again next year. Yeah, I think it depends on who falls, honestly. Like, if a guy like Mahomes yeah. hits, 
like clo- third end round. of the. No, he <laughs> he's gonna go in the first he won't, round. But I'm just saying, if that happened, Mahomes is a, going. A team like that would be like, yep. I, Mahomes, they're saying, is now like in the top fifteen. It's crazy. There's all this. But I'm just saying as an example. If, oh, I was gonna say, if there's one guy that is getting a lot of hype to come earlier in the first round, it's Pat Mahomes. So I don't know really where it's coming from, but uh, good. If the Browns think he's the guy, then do it. I don't really care. But, but your point, though, I've been thinking. I remember saying earlier this offseason, I'm like, I feel like Trubisky's going to end up on the Cardinals or just Deshaun Watson. Just like they're going to be like, you know, Carson Palmer's maybe got a year left. And yeah, he struggled this year, this past year. An Aaron Rodgers type situation, be like, bring a guy in. And that would, personally, with him being from our hometown and us being Homer fans. I'd love to see him go to Arizona. You almost want to see him go to a team like the Cardinals with Bruce Arians yep. and just learn. It'd be awesome. I mean, I mean, He'd learn under Carson Palmer. Yeah. He'd practice with Larry Fitzgerald. I draft him in like fantasy every the, year. Every year. Put him on the dynasty team. Yep. But he'd be, they're just a, a solid team. And the Browns are turning things around. I mean, it's not just us saying that. You could, the organization has a... Clear path, at least right now. You know, they don't go one in fifteen again. But you see a guy like that, you're like, man, it's a big this if. is a if he's gonna be a yeah, if he's gonna be a generational talent, and that's another if, you almost wanna see him go to a team like that. Because imagine if Aaron Rodgers went to like the Browns or the Rams or Well, I mean that's a thing like I don't know, you say you you almost refer to Miles Garrett as like a can't miss prospect. And it's he's not, you know. He just happens to be an athletic freak at one of the positions that is like most needed in the NFL. Same thing with quarterbacks. I mean, all these mock drafts, like what is to say that one team looks at Malik Hooker, Derek Barnett as like, as their number one pick, like we touched on this a little bit um, in our previous recording that unfortunately had to be terminated, (laughs) but technical difficulties. I mean, I I brought up the point, like what if they end up taking Malik Hooker at number one, instead of miles Garrett, how would you feel about that? I would be shocked. Not only would I be shocked, I would initially be disappointed almost because for months we've just been getting ready for Miles Garrett. And even when we write articles, it's, well, the Browns are taking Garrett at number one. Let's, you know, talk about pick number 12. I just, I think, and we, in our terminated recording, we did talk about how, you know, just getting a guy like Garrett at number one, his position, you don't want to say it's basic, but it's kind of just a fundamental football position. Like a set and forget kind of guy. Yeah, each play, one-on-one, one-on-two, just and you get a safety or cornerback, and it, it might take some time to adjust. And those positions also have a kind of a lower, lesser lifespan, I guess, to be elite. Yeah. You get a guy like Garrett, he could be in there for, <coughs> I mean, give me he stays healthy, 10 years. Yeah, that's another thing, too, that back to the running back conversation even, too. People say, like, you mentioned the the average lifespan of the position being elite. Like, I would take three years of someone being elite. You know, I don't care. They said Jonathan Allen may not be elite or is kind of a red flag because of arthritic shoulders, but it wouldn't affect him until later in his career. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not a good gamble, but if he's dominant for six, seven years, like, isn't that what you want? Yeah, that's that. like the NFL stands for not for long. So if you've got a guy that even comes in for a couple years, what's to say that that year you don't make it on a playoff run? Just one year. I mean, it gives you just hope. I mean, I would rather have two years of exciting football than six years of, like, six and ten, you know? Yeah, think of the Seahawks getting Marshawn Lynch for just, like, four or five years. Won a title. Could have had two. Should have. have I was going to say should have had to. Tom Brady. And you get talk about a guy getting lucked into two, two Super, Super Bowls. Bowls, two. 
I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from him. It is oh, a crazy the, comeback. This one was more of a Falcons meltdown, kind of collapsing. But, but the Seahawks one was kind of a gift. And, yeah, I mean, just how close was Tom Brady to one not winning that Seahawks Super Bowl because he shouldn't have, and then two, he like they were it was 28 to three, and if it wasn't for like a Julian Edelman rescue catch, like and and I, the fact that Shanahan change the offense yeah i mean it's just it, it's so crazy that you talk about him going from like the greatest of all time to take away those two super bowls and then like what is he then you know interesting things yeah must be nice yeah <laughs> i know imagine if we took away his two super bowl titles oh in addition to the other ones yeah he already has. the what if game oh yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know what he's that gonna is. sit at home and like polish off his two is uh what how many super bowl mvps he has while he listens to this Oh, if he did, that'd be amazing. Shout out get from Tom Brady. tweeted up by Tom Brady. <laughs> I didn't get lucky. Ah, Tom. <laughs> Damn, Tom Brady's a listener. <laughs> anyway, no, it, just a few years of talent. And that's, I, I get what you're saying, because look at how exciting Joe Hayden was before all his injuries struck. And even now, I mean, if he's healthy this year, he'll do fine. I mean, everyone expects him. He's getting paid like a pro bowler. But you don't know if it's the scheme that's hurting him too, because for a few years there, anytime they played a big receiver, like he he burned. would hold Calvin Johnson under a hundred yards, which is very hard because he he was targeted like every throw. Yeah, he made AJ Green his biatch for a little bit. Like he, I mean, it was crazy for like two years in a row. He was holding AJ Green to like under like forty yards. It was awesome. And then he would play Antonio Brown, which, to be fair, it's pretty tough to guard Antonio Brown. But he would just Can't cover he would Antonio get Brown. roasted by Antonio Brown. But it, it was well, he's like short and fast, so it's like hard to cover. Yeah, him. it's like Joe Hayden playing receiver, but like way faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some guys that like you just can't stop. Like Calvin Johnson, you just have to get behind him and hold him to you know not getting first downs, but. Antonio Brown. That's why we need Josh Gordon. He has an inch on you. Ben Roethlisberger is going to drop the ball. That's why we need Josh Gordon. How much fun? (laughs) How much fun was it? I think that's the worst part, too. It's like we got it. The reason why people are so excited for Josh Gordon is because we saw it. You know, we've we saw what he was. Yeah. I mean, he was just a beast. And that's the worst part, too, is if we if we were still banking on the what 2012 or 2013 season, I feel like it would be almost a fading memory. But since he was in that preseason last year with RG three, like catching long touchdowns with Terrell Pryor, you got so hyped up for after week four. And then it was just a slow, steady spiral like most Brown seasons tend to be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Game one was horrible. Game two was amazing. Game three was great. Game four was close, and then... Everything else after that was just bad. Bad news bears. But, I mean... Maybe it, maybe it's good Gordon didn't play last year, because maybe they would have been 3-13. and 13. Oh, he's got fresher legs. <laughs> ah, don't worry he about does, it. Though. I mean, football's so violent. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's 45 <That's>, years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's been suspended the last 13 years. He's got super fresh legs. He'll be fine. I'm gonna hold off on getting excited on Gordon. I mean, it's it's I know like one of our writers. Like we said, we don't want to name names. Damon. His name's Damon. He is a big Josh Gordon fan. He is one of the biggest Josh Gordon fans. And in his Twitter avatar, it's a him in a Gordon jersey. It could be Josh Gordon himself. I don't know. Maybe one of our writers is Josh Gordon. Talk about a sociopath. You're starting. You're, you're starting rumors now. I am Josh Gordon. Damon. Josh Gordon contributor to Dog Pound Daily. My column. Writing you his own articles you, about how much he loves himself. You won't believe what you'll see next. 
Yeah, clickbait. He's our biggest clickbait writer, Josh Gordon. <laughs> but it's it's you have to hold off on getting excited, and it's not it's not to be a grouch and be like you know the person like oh I'm really excited for Josh Gordon coming back, and then you see a Facebook comment, you're dumb. Like oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not you're you know he's there. If he shows up at your party, you're like cool. Josh is here. If he doesn't, you just. There's other people. Not there, really you know? sure what are. Is this a, is this a personal tale? I have no idea what your what that the whole story you just said I was. That was yeah, seconds. that was a bad. No, I mean, if you invite Josh Gordon to your birthday party, <laughs> you know that he probably won't show up. But if he does, awesome! You're very excited. If he doesn't, you're still the same. All right, we'll be back after this. Here, here. <laughs> My birthday party is the 2017 Brown season. I don't do anything until they play. <laughs> That's a weird story, man. I didn't really invite Josh Gordon to my birthday. I don't have birthday parties. He sent a bunch of return mail from Josh Gordon. I have in my hands 30 envelopes of unopened mail from Josh Gordon. Uh, I don't think he's coming to our birthday party. No. But he may play. He might. In 2017. How long do you think it'll be before he gets reinstated? They'll probably wait. They'll probably wait. I think Roger Goodell does even like... Look at that until like mini camp, yeah. Because I think he's like, let's hold off on reinstating him just in case he does something crazy. Because Goodell does seem like he wants Josh Gordon in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he keeps reinstating. He's a him. good guy. I think he just he couldn't get out of his own way, and unfortunately, you can't really. I mean, some people just take time to work those kind of things out personally. So, I mean, I, I commend the guy for doing what he's got to do to get himself right. It just kind of sucked, like just the timing last year, because he was almost like the only bright spot that we had. I think we were, what, one in three, and then we we're about to play week five against the Patriots, which we know we were going to lose. Wait, one in three? They didn't win a game. Oh, zero. Oh, oh, yeah, then 0 and four. I don't know why I said one and three. Oh, man. Maybe did I, you forget I try to, to consider. Did you bury the record in your memory? I just don't remember the second half of that Ravens game. We, we started at. off three and one. <laughs> Ooh, I just this is sad. I, I just only remember the first half of the Ravens game. Anything else, like twenty to nothing, is what I remember. And then I just remember walking out out of the stadium, and we lost. Yeah, me and you at that Ravens game. I do distinctly remember almost crying when Isaiah Crowell busted off a huge touchdown run. I said, "This, you know, this is the greatest moment of my <laughs> life, filled with not many." Great who knows? Moments. Who knew it would have been the second best moment of the entire season? And this was before Rajay Davis hit that game tying home run for the Indians That's in the World true. Series. So That's true. at that point, that was peak <laughs> fall sport moment. LeBron, and, uh, the Cavs win is my favorite for me. The Rajay well, Davis. I'm talking. No, that was summer. Oh, gotcha. Like fall. I thought. I mean, I thought. I thought we couldn't. We can't use a whole year. Nope. Okay. Oh, whole year. because oh, I'm gonna go because Rajay's home run because Cleveland's in Cavs so many winning. championships elsewhere in other years that we can we can go back and forth on uh, years. That, that 05 Super Bowl. God. Since you brought up the Cavs, I have a, a question. Do you think that? Clevelanders are already over the title and bitter again. I'm not bitter again. I'm I'm on the, not, I'm still no, I'm on the victory lap. There's a lot of people who seem to forget that we're in a great period of Cleveland sports. Oh, uh, I I get I get like upset or guilty with myself sometimes because I like don't watch the Cavs some nights, and I feel like I should because You're like out. yeah, I'm like I'm never like no matter what happens ever in the history of the NBA for the rest of my life. I'm going to say that I'm never going to watch a player in a Cavs uniform better than LeBron James, and maybe not even better than Kyrie Irving. Maybe not even better than Kevin Love. I mean, it's just, you, you can't even, I won't even appreciate it until 
like 20 years from now, but I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it right now. And it's just like, I can't, I can't really appreciate it. I don't know if it's the Browns influence on the city where everyone's just kind of like continually bitter. Cause I think more people are Browns fans. In no, Cleveland Cause you have, in- I think people just want the Brown. Like it's one of those things where the Browns have just been so bad. And like every other team has in pockets of years found ways to be better, at least cheerable. You know, the Browns, they had 2007, <laughs> but every year, That's so that was 10 years. I ago. know every year, Isn't that crazy? every year it's just been the same thing. Terrible coaches fired. Like you have the Cavs, you draft LeBron in Oh three. Like then he leaves. So we have a terrible four years where I'm watching Smarto Samuels and Donald Sloan and Lester Hudson bring the ball up the court It's a great time. <laughs> and then for he comes back and wins a title. Like it makes you appreciate those years that we were so terrible. And like, the, the Indians, you know, we had the '90s Indians, which I don't remember too well, but I remember the early 2000s Indians, and then them going almost getting to the World Series in 07 too, and then going to the ALCS or the World Series coming within a rain delay of winning the World Series, and then you have the Browns, and it's just it's one of those time those problems that has just not even come close to being fixed, aside from one year. Even the monsters won a title. Exactly. And it's just the Browns have just never figured it out. And I think that's what the city's waiting for. Just someone, just one team to provide some sort of hope in something that's been so dark for 25 years. Yeah, because Cavs basketball was kind of a long time coming. LeBron to win a title. It was, I think everyone knew he would eventually once he came back. Yeah. Or one time in his career, it was like, all right, we're going to win a title. Indians, I mean, they're on the right track. They got one of the best futures in baseball i'd say they have like their whole team locked up through through next season all team friendly deals i mean it's it's awesome i don't know what tito puts in the water out there but it's awesome hey if you can make 30 million dollars and you you don't spend it in a crazy manner that's enough to last a lifetime i think and they these these guys know like jose ramirez he's going to get another deal but i want to shift back before we turn into an indians opening day podcast um I want to ask you an opinion on a uh, potential hypothetical first round for the Browns. And if you think that this would effectively turn the team around, it would, if it would make them a winning team within two years. And here's what it is. It's miles Garrett. Number one, OJ Howard, number 12 trade back in the first round and get Pat Mahomes at 32. Um, yeah, I think does that set, are they going to be in the, or not in the playoffs? Are they going to be 500 in 2018? Obviously on paper, that's, that's the kind of move that I want to make. I think that that makes a lot of sense. It's similar to what the Vikings did in 2014 when trading back for Bridgewater. Um, I think it's smart. I mean, you get that extra year with the quarterback. I think that's really important, especially if he turns out to be a franchise quarterback, you get another year on a, at least to work out an extension. So, um, I like the idea of it. It depends on, obviously, the players need to, to dictate how that's going to be. Um, I think I think they'd be very good. I think they'd be a lot better than they are than they were last year. In two. Are they going to be eight and eight in twenty eighteen? Uh, Will the Browns ever be eight and eight again? I've been saying they're going to go eight and eight for the last ten years. So I, yeah, I've been saying it since I was a little boy. Um, I think in twenty eighteen with a co- with oh wait, so they have two first rounders this year and then a bunch of picks next year too, right? I think they'll be close to 500. Yeah. Seven and nine. A close to six and 10. I six to, I, I would keep them within the seven to nine win range, I think. Because it's. I mean, and this is, this is assuming. Any team to win at least six games. Well, it's also assuming that every player is, or most of the big, t- the first round picks we're going to have pan out because I can't. I mean, I thought that was over 
last year when we drafted Corey Coleman and not to say Corey Coleman's bad, but just haven't seen enough of them to make a decision on it. And yeah, it's like hurt and it, offense was, horrible. we just had so many picks that are just not even in the league anymore. I just want guys that are going to be on the team in, in 2018 the second deal. Yeah, exactly. So you, if we can have that, first round picks who sign a deal after their rookie deal, that'd be a win. Oh, that's why we have so much cap space because the Browns are signing guys. <laughs> no no, yeah. They have no first round picks to sign in the last <laughs> four drafts. <laughs> Doesn't matter. How did the Browns get five hundred million dollars in cap space? Everyone leaves by drafting Johnny Benzel, Justin Gilbert, Barkevius Mingo. Phil Taylor even is out of the league with injuries. Yep, he still lives in Cleveland. Did you know that? I did not. Do you, are you friends with him? Yeah, I talked to him. I have his jersey actually. I do actually have his jersey though. Old Browns jersey, so and not the new one. I didn't stand on his porch in his jersey like we believe in you, Phil. Like just, like say anything and uh, hold the hold the stereo up. Oh God, I miss you, Phil. If you're listening, <laughs> Phil Taylor, if you are, how uh, that'd be crazy. Do you think the Browns jerseys are ugly? I think that this is a tough question th- for me. I think they're the ugliest things on. with all the problems the Browns have. When people bring up their jerseys, I just my eyes involuntarily like roll back into my head. It's they're the I just they're the ugliest I, ones I think in the league. It's irrelevant. They're the ugliest but ones. I'll answer your question. They're ugly. No, they're ugly. They're so ugly. How are they ugly? Uh, They're just brown. Well, for for starters, I think anytime you go one in fifteen, when you you wear those jerseys, you should probably just get just burn them burn all, them. burn them all. <laughs> um, secondly, I, I mean, I don't think they're. They gotta get uh, get rid of the orange. Like, you, stop using the orange as a main color. And it, dude, BG did such a like. They should go to BG helmets and do white helmets, brown jerseys, white pants. Well, BG also switched. Because I don't think they had. I don't know if they wear brown anymore. I think it's just black now. Brown, Doesn't brown Nike have, wear make black? I don't know. They should have like a gray alternate too. That'd be dope. The Browns? Yeah. I mean, I think again, there was also a report too that the the jerseys didn't fit right. Like they were hard to get on. It's like, well, maybe just guys get were rid of um, them. Saying they had lesser weight and they put on weight and they were just embarrassed. Like Dwayne Bow, Dwayne Bow probably complained a lot. <laughs> Dwayne, we have you listed at 175 pounds. Is there something you'd like to tell us? But no, the jersey's fine. His gut sticking out of it. <laughs> He's just sitting on the bike, running, going on the elliptical. Um, no, that's I just get rid of the jerseys, man. Especially too when you have guys that model. Do you remember the guys that modeled them? They're not like none of them are here. There's like Dwayne Bow, Brian Hartline. Uh, Dwayne Bow, Brian Hartline, Dante <laughs> Whitner. Probably, probably uh, Taylor Gabriel. You can't Gabriel. even use the picture in articles anymore yeah, because and, none of the guys are the team. Andrew Hawkins probably too. I mean. They'd be better off just hiring actual models to do it. Yeah. Oh, did you see the uh, the Ronaldo statue? I did. Oh, my if no one is, If you haven't seen it, it is absolutely it's insane. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. His eyes are like an inch apart. Yeah, it's so bad. His teeth. Oh, I saw that, and I would have been so... I would have laughed my ass off, I think, if that was, like, my statue. I would have looked at the guy and be like, he's serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... that. That is the kind of statue I feel like the Browns would be like, we made a Paul Brown statue, and his head's, like, <laughs> two... It's like the medieval paintings where it's, like, the baby's a human. Just, yep. like, horrible <laughs> no perspective. Like, who made this? <laughs> it's an abstract, abstract sculptor. Abstract Paul Brown sculpture. Yep. I, yeah, back to the jerseys. I, I mean, I, I guess it's a cliche thing to be like, I don't care if they wear Just all green. Go and back they, to the old ones. They wrap themselves in tin foil. I don't care. But I, yeah, I don't think it's it's up to them. But I think Nike's like, hey, check out this cool uniform you made, and it's just like stupid. And they're like, okay. Oh, not to mention the people that designed them are no longer here. They're 
Alex Shiner's not here, and who the other guy? Oh, they're still I they're still alive. Is, they're not dead. Can you imagine getting paid millions of dollars to come up with a jersey design? No, because I probably would come up with like the same design f- with different colors. You know, I'm not I'm not that creative. I can draw, but I'm not creative. You know, I can't. I would have just a big elf on the front. Yeah, and it would even say Browns. So just be an elf, and on the back, their name would be tiny, and there'd just be another elf. It's just a lot of elves, like the Keebler elves. That, that's a lot of like, elves. I think. You went overboard on the elves. Uh, I don't think you understand our New Jersey design. We are elves. We're <laughs> the Cleveland elves from now on. Well, if, Featuring you, the if you were to rename the Browns, what would you name them? Oh, that's tough because I don't know because their name is just some guy's last name. I know. It's like, what would we rename the Browns if we had to rename them? Like, you can't do the like e- the, the, eels? the Cleveland oh. Redhawks. You're like, that's weird. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Oh, what's what's in Cleveland? The, the Cleveland Overcast. <laughs> they wear gray jerseys and they just kind of sit inside and go. Meh. I like the Cleveland Lake effect. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. But like, what would their <laughs> mask just a cold, be? Would it be a like cold front? Would it be like a Mark Johnson or whatever? Yep. <laughs> like weatherman? Yep, it'd be a cold front, like a like you know that emoji of kind of like the gusts of wind coming up, Ooh, like a, yeah. an incoming cloud. I think that would. I'm sure that would go over well. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Chargers and their new logo. It's like, well, <laughs> unveiling our new logo. And it's like an L with just a little tiny lightning bolt at the bottom. <laughs> and then they, yeah, they came right. Pl- you, you know that they're playing in a soccer stadium, right? Yeah. That holds like 30,000 people or less. Yeah. They came right back out and said, too, they're like, oh, just kidding. That's not our logo. <laughs> we that was fix- hacked. <laughs> Now, but for the Browns, I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I think it's like once you have a team name for so long, it's so simple. It's not like the Indians where it's problematic. With the Browns, it's just like it's the best coach in his team's history's name, and it's the best player in the team history. It just kind of fits. Yeah, that makes sense. If they redesign it, I won't care. But, I mean, I'm still going to wear my 2007 Braylon Edwards jersey to the games. Yeah, he's the best receiver we've had since. You can't force me to not wear that jersey to games. I know. I think I wore it last time. It was a good jersey. Or did I wear it? You were. And I had my Josh Cribbs jersey on. We were, we were representing. Did you see that video that he put out of his retirement thing? I did. I wrote about it. It was like the most non humble, humble speech <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah, that's how it's always <laughs> been. Though. Josh Cribbs is always kind of a fun joke. Oh, around. it was just funny because he was like three time Pro Bowler. Like, Eight touchdowns. And he was talking about being. He was in the Deflate Gate game. Yeah, he just like he just like ran, rattled off all of his accolades, and then was just like, "I'm so humble for this." And I was, <laughs> it was just funny because like he wasn't humble for like the first two minutes of the speech. <laughs> he was appreciative, yeah, I mean, probably. It was just I thought it was funny. One, I mean, he's could uh, probably be in the Hall of Fame, at least recognized in the Hall of Fame eventually for his. Him and Devin Hester are probably going in like the same class. That game, that that that'd be cool. I remember I was at Tra- in Travis at Travis Willis's house, and we were watching that Pittsburgh game in 2007. I'll never forget it when he fumbled or when he let that ball go and it landed on the goal line. And I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna I watch it all the time." I'm like, "We're gonna lose." I'm like, "He's gonna, we're gonna be out at like I the two yard line." I don't watch it, Travis Willis's house. <laughs> I just remember that's but where I, I was. I man. watch it on YouTube. I'm gonna go. Anyone named Travis Willis, I'm gonna start showing up at their house. <laughs> Hey, I heard that you were showing the Josh Cribbs return. I should probably let him know that we used his name in this <laughs> in this podcast. Now, there's a lot of Travis Willis's out there. He used to tell probably like he's, thirty. He used to tell me that his uh, that his cousin was Dontrell Willis, and I believed it, but that was not possible. No, no, not at all. I think he was messing with me. <laughs> wow. Let me <laughs> before we get on a one of our. Th- 
<laughs> infamous. This podcast already. What do you it, think it's this person from high school is doing? Um, <laughs> it's already off I'm the sure rails. Everyone does. That's got to be a thing people do. It's already off the rails, man. It's already off the rails. I want to ask you, based on that draft scenario, I gave you the first round picks of Garrett. Garrett. Howard and Mahomes, <laughs> as I blanked on O.J. Howard's name. What do you think, if they take that haul and they take some other defenders, that's broad, in the rest of the draft, if they what's take, their record going to be if they, in 2017? If they take, like, a few rookies, like, some good players. If they take Trubisky, Watson, <laughs> Mahomes. Um, I don't know. What, so Garrett, Howard, Mahomes. What did I say last week or last time? I think you said... Well, in our scrapped recording, I believe it was around five or six. I mean, it, it, you can't – this team's not going to be very good until you solve the quarterback position. Uh, boo, boo. Uh, they're going to go 10-6. and six. So, I, I mean, if, they, if Mahomes comes in right away and is able to play, which not many people say he can, I, if you're going to roll with Cody Kessler, I think you're still a five-win five football team. Or Brock. I, I mean, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I – I have a hard time believing this team gets past. I mean, the Texans had. Give me a number. Texans had a top five defense <laughs> and Lamar, Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. And the Browns don't. Well, Lamar Miller didn't score touchdowns <laughs> from a fantasy team. The Browns don't have any of those types of players. So yeah. I don't see the Browns with. with if Osweiler and, and Kessler are the ones starting with that draft hall, I don't see them winning more than five games. So you're going to say five? Uh, I would say four. I just think that their cap, well, their cap, I mean, their cap is five so, wins. I think with that, with those so quarterbacks, so less than or equal to five. Yes, I'll say four as well. <laughs> Good. I'm, um, I'm glad we're in agreement. It's, it's been it's been a while. Day, it's been a while since <laughs> we agreed. Day. About forty, probably forty five minutes since we've last disagreed. Oh wow! So yeah, it's it's an interesting time of year for Browns talk, as you can tell with our asides. Um, hopefully, by the next time we record. Something happens, or even better yet, nothing happens because we're leading up to the draft and we don't want any crazy trades or crazy rumors or anything that come out. They couldn't trade the first round pick unless it involved like, who's a really good quarterback, Derek Carr and like Khalil Mack. If the Browns trade the number one overall pick, I'm going to record a podcast at three in the morning. Like, oh, here we are. I just got some news. Yeah. It, uh, Yeah. So are we pretend we didn't even bring it up? Are we doing a uh, are we going to do a Facebook live thing for the draft? Yeah, we may be doing a face some Facebook live videos during the draft from my home. Uh, Um, We're going to have probably well, I think we're going to be sponsored by Pat's Blue Ribbon. I had an idea, actually, (laughs) if you want it. So it's my mom's birthday that night. So do you want to do it at Pickles and Pints? Could be at a bar, see some in Willoughby, get some crowd reactions. Are we going to have free Wi-Fi? I have a hotspot on my phone. That's a lot of data to use to record a video. Ah, you know right. what? We'll work out the we'll work out the details. Yeah, we won't bother. You. We won't bore you all with the details. <laughs> um, well, I'm a. <laughs> 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 all right, yeah. So we are we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff leading up to the draft. We have draft profiles coming out all the time. I believe Kareem Hunt's representation retweeted my article on Kareem Hunt, so that was neato. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone read it, but he retweeted <laughs> it. <laughs> Kareem's like, probably you. reading it like, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, he's good. Take him. Um, I'll write, yeah, I'll write so the one on Mitch and tweet it happens. at him. So we're gonna, this podcast, I hope, soon is going to be on the internet besides just YouTube. But for now, we're on YouTube. 
Going to be on iTunes soon, working out all the details. We're we're new. We're two new guys Don't, to this. You're going to loop me into this? You're the one that does all the work. I'm just the idea guy. <laughs> Andrew's a new <laughs> podcast. Big idea guy. Hey, what do you want to talk about today? The draft. Awesome. I'll come up with talking points. Thank you. Thank you. Just sit with sit by your microphone. That's about the input that I that I put into this. Just all right. All opinions are my own. <laughs> Jeez. Right, well, that is our fourth episode. I cannot believe we made it this far. Yeah. And it's awesome. We are happy that it is draft season. The Indians are back. The Cavs are going to be in the playoffs. Hopefully for long. It's a fun time to be in Cleveland. And thank you once again for listening. Go Cavs.